This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Jeremy. Jeremy is a 1-3 reflector and relatively new to finding out he's a reflector. So in this episode, we're going to talk on his transitory life and his journey till now. Welcome, beautiful soul. Thank you so much, Annie. I appreciate that so much. And I'm so happy to be here and thank you for this opportunity. You are more than welcome. As we always do, let's, let's talk about you. How did human design find you? Or how did you find human design? Well, all right. Um, that's been like a little bit of an adventure. I started off really diving into astrology. Uh, and the big step with that was I, I was only familiar with the sun signs. And I was like, how do people say that astrology can tell you so much about yourself, but there's only a sun sign? Um, and that was a question that kicked me into digging deeper on the astrology side. Um, and when it came down to human human design, design of course, as you said, was more recently. Uh, I found that because, well, one three reflector, right? Doing a little bit of research. I was in this space personally where I was having trouble uh, setting up process in my life that can give me growth, like consistent diet, consistent workout, um, just having these pat- patterns in my life. And I, I just couldn't stick to it. Like, I, I was just struggling with that on such a deep level and as i like trying to google things to help me out with this process journaling uh different mental hacks and things like that the human design started popping up and i was like okay what's this about hmm i change astrology chakras okay i know a little bit about all those i change catches my attention because i never understood it enough to really dive uh to really dive into it and like from that point everything just really started coming together for me because I just started letting go of needing to be certain things and allowing certain things to flow and trying to find whatever my internal consistency was. Um, and honestly, judging each chakra and understanding how the energy flows, how the energy flows between different things has just been such a huge uh, help for me in processing myself and setting a clear picture on what I actually need to be focusing on to get parental success. Yeah, wow. So how did it did it feel? Did you, we always talk about this when some of us find out we're like elated and we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so blissfully happy. Um, others mm-hmm. like me were just like distraught for three days and go on a bender. <laughs> <laughs> how did you process this? Did it? Oh, like it, it, it was that slow light bulb coming on feeling for me of like, huh, reflector. Wait, so none of my chakras are defined. So I'm taking everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And like really realizing what that means, the struggles that I had as a kid and as a teenager and into where I am now and how I, and the issues I had with relating to people in a general sense. And it's like, okay. This makes so much sense. I've been focusing on all the wrong things. No wonder I've been struggling. Um, so like for me, it was just like a breath of fresh air, a, a relief of like, okay, I just need to shift my focus. I'm okay. I'm not yeah. crazy. I'm You're not crazy. I love that. Because that is it. Suddenly you just think, I am really crazy. Like, what is wrong with me? Isn't it? You probably said that to yourself throughout your whole life. What, what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep this as you're saying consistency and what yes yes um 
because like an interesting thing that for me is like I grew up studying fight um like not just the traditional oh boxing kickboxing but like uh because of my brother started getting into like the Filipino arts like a screaming Kali and that went into Kung Fu and etc so I was always in a neighborhood of dealing with energy and how things flow in a direct relationship between initiation and receiving um it's just I never fully had this to put everything together in, in, in the smooth way human design does. That's quite interesting um, that you say that. And and I want to ask you, like, if, if you mm. are fighting or, you know, um, mixed martial arts and that kind of thing, how does mm. that feel? Do you, have you always kind of intuitively known, have you felt your opponent? It's probably a very strange question, but it's just like, no, I wonder no, no, how that good. would feel. Um, in that competitive sport. Um, okay, so to talk about fighting from a human design, uh, the, from human design perspective, especially especially being a reflector, my style has always been um, a go go with the established flow and adapt and overwhelm. Um, so like I will be fighting someone and I would notice that like okay, this is a very uh, this person that uh, they shoot off combinations in a focused and intense way, and they do that in rhythm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I will receive those and I'll get a better understanding of his parent as we're sparring. And then I'll overcome and adapt through that. So so it's really like I kind of go on the same persona as a reflector that uh, of the opponent that I'm fighting. So it's weird in a sense. It's almost like I go into different characters internally in order to deal, deal with the opponent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a, um, and the reason I ask that is because um, over the last year, um, I've met with a fellow reflector here in in my home city, who's mm-hmm. a lawyer. She's a criminal lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she often says to me, it's, it feels like now that I know all this, it's an unfair advantage because I can see through all the bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I wonder how that would, would feel in, in that kind of sense. Um, yeah, I'm just very, very curious about that. Now, Let's take us back. You were saying that it kind of, you know, you're finding this out and it, we do this, we sort of like then chunk back through our life and look towards mm-hmm. our younger years, our teenage years and how we've traversed that or transitioned through all that. Would you mm-hmm. mind sharing with us what little Jeremy went through and how that affected you or not affected you? Sure. Um, so going back, going back from the beginning, like when I was a child growing up, household, school, all that, um, because of the way that my life went, um, my mother was always the consistent voice in the back of my mind with everything uh, that, that was going on because uh, my household was very chaotic. Uh, uh, father wasn't always making the right decisions. So my mother really stepped up to the mantle um, and did a phenomenal job, especially it, like especially with the pressures that she was dealing with. Um, so there was always this conditioning in the back of my mind that, uh, that I was aware of that came uh, fr- from my parents that affected a lot of how I interacted with people. Um, but when it came down to relating to relating to people and trying to find my place in the community, it was always di- like it was always a ch- challenge for me because I was trying to always be in the community, and I, I would see it's like okay, you like playing basketball. It's like yeah, I like, but basketball really isn't my deal, so I can't get into it passionately the same the same way that the rest of the kids could. Or even when it came down to. Uh, having casual conversations. I, I was a person I always wanted to dig into it on a deeper level. And it's like once I 
like let's say there's five levels and once I got past level three people just kind of looked at me and it's like I don't care about that part it's kind of <laughs> weird that you care about that part and it's like oh okay well there's, there's my first line right there <laughs> exactly exactly always they're always popping up um um so as a child I kind of found myself taking a very uh observer's perspective on the people that were around me and interacting where it was necessary for me to function um I was always phenomenal at school that was easy just study memorize a couple things take a few tests like that part was easy for me uh but yeah, I spent more time recognizing the unique things that was going on in my community and seeing it's like, okay, I can't be friends with you because you're always angry about something. I'm not old enough to understand what it is you're angry about, but I can tell you're always angry about something or you always seem to have a specific issue with me. And it's like, I know what it is, but I also know that I can't talk about it because that's just going to turn into a more of an altercation. Um, so yeah, just, just, just a lot of little things like that. Uh, as I as I got older, my social circle uh, like blew up, going from elementary, junior high to high school. Uh, that was a huge culture shock for me. Um, it was a culture shock in the sense that all the things that were bottled up or not socially acceptable, like um, while I was in those formative years, uh, all the way up to eighth grade. Now I had outlets in different social circles that I could express and expose aspects of myself. So I was that guy uh, in high school that knew everybody, at least knew someone in every circle. And I, and I was always just bouncing around. I never really <laughs> belonged anywhere. Um, it was just fun to explore the different things I was interested in. I was able to get into drama. I was able to get into dance. I was able to get into sports. I was able to get uh, uh, to get into fitness and, and to get into gym and understand myself as a powerlifter. Um, yeah, just everything was there for um, and, like in some way, shape or form. That's incredible. You literally were sampling your whole way through high school and loving yeah. it and living it and not yeah. being restricted. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, like I, I didn't have this information. So that thing thing in the back of my mind, it's like, where do I belong while being exactly where I'm supposed to be the entire time? Yeah. It's just always this weird pull for me. And that feeling of where do I belong? Did it, did it kind of like, or as you say, always sit in the back of your head. And so you, you tried to, as you were saying there before about trying to kind of get more into groups and go, well, I, I, I should like this more. But I kind of don't. I've done it now. I've experienced it. I need to try something else. Did that ever throw you into something that you you got stuck in in your life, like a job or a hobby or something where you felt compelled to to stay in it, stay in the lines? Uh, I wouldn't say it was I felt compelled to do it. It was more so I got stuck and identities yeah if that makes sense yes um because like some people they see me as like oh like oh that's the fighter I'm like oh that's the dancer or like oh that's the speaker and it's like they knew me as that so I couldn't be anything else in those circles and I tried to bring different aspects to myself that's when like everyone took a perverse perspective of who I was so 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 in ways I felt like being a generalist didn't hold me because people couldn't process a journalist yes yes i've been having a lot of these conversations about the chameleon aspect of us and mm -hmm. um 
on a, on another podcast that's coming out, we we talk about exactly what you just said then, and mm-hmm. how the identity of I, I'm the fighter here in this group, so I've got to now play the fighter the the fighter role, and mm-hmm. then onto this group, so I'm the dancer here now. I've got to play this role, and it's right. it's like a shattering of self, isn't it? It's like you're splintered into so many different variations. Exactly what you exactly. said. Why can't I just be a generalist? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and even like with work, that was something that affected me. Um, uh, because like uh, because of various things that, that was happening in my life, I wasn't able to go, go. I wasn't able to go to college at the traditional time. So I want to say I spent like eighteen to about twenty three in this space of just doing like warehouse jobs, retail jobs. Um, things like that. So I, I was never able to, I, I, my life never set, settled in a way where I was allowed to focus on a specific, particular skill set to advance into a more, uh, what's the word, prosperous career field. Uh, and that was also played into with the general skill set. Like, I like this and I like that and I want to try that and I want to try that. So that age between like 18 to 22 was completely experimental for me in a way. Um, but like once I hit 25, I made the decision to join the military, which I'm still a current, which I'm still currently a part of. And this is giving me that foundation of skills and credentials and credibility that I need. Uh, so when I go back to the civilian world, I'll have a stronger platform that I can experiment more on. Yeah. Or the freedom to experiment more. Has that given you or allowed you to still be sampling and experiencing different things? being in the military oh that's so complicated <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I said that and I'm like oh tricky one <laughs> um yes and no mm. um because the best okay the best way that, that the best way that I can explain it is this conditioning that you get from the world in general right um and then when you join the military, there's a conditioning in the military and your expected behaviors and your expected inputs and your expected outputs. So like in a way I was still pigeonholed, but I was okay with it because hey, I did my search, I knew what I was getting into, I knew what the benefits were, I knew where I could focus my energy and have my fulfillment. Um, but yeah, the military is a conditioning of itself because it because again it it requires me behave behave in a certain way so i was still being looked at the the perspective of who i was and what i was capable of became based on what was on my chest in terms of my rank um because based on what my rank was and i and if you didn't know that i I wasn't able to escape that box until i really went out of my way and spent time with you uh because i'm a 42 alpha human resource specialist uh so i had to go in my way and establish relationships with people so that they knew hey these hey yes we're in the military these are the principles i stand on as a person i will be consistent i will be dedicated i like and i do know how to do my job you can come to me and to establish my identity i had to do a lot of that with key personnel within my organization um but yes and every time i transition or every time i uh bump into people that don't know me and and just have whatever assumptions that they have some rank or what they heard about me it's like another uphill battle so i constantly have to do that yeah wow so you're just saying they're human resources. So being able yes. to be in space with people, and even if they're projecting onto you or you're, you know, reflecting back to them, 
mm-hmm. when they do get in your space for a while, do they find you easy to be with? Or is it, a con- yes. as you were saying, a constant? Okay, yeah. Yes, uh, because like I put a lot of self-work in myself. Uh, um, so it's like, I know how to have a conversation with people. I know how to speak. I know how to fill up a room. Um, I know how to, in a human design context, I, I can say it's like, I know how to play the role of a defined chakra in different spaces. Um, so it's like people were able to pick up on the fact that I was adaptable like that. And that made me more approachable. And from that approachability, that, that's when they found out like, oh, he knows how, he knows how to, uh, he, he knows his stuff. I can trust him. I can go to him for questions. Um, So like that was a huge help. But again, there's still more nuance to it because there are people who were technically my bosses and they're supposed to be the authority on the thing. But yeah, majority of people felt comfortable coming to me. And so it's always this before juggling game. Yeah, you're pissing them off before you even get a chance. (laughs) You see through and you're the perfect robot in the program because you see through it all. And yeah, that would be a challenge. I could imagine, I could only imagine how much of a challenge that would be to, to kind of not be a know-it-all, but to, to feel your whole body feels this openness of what is happening around you. So it's a knowing, but having to play the part and having to sort of like subdue yourself, especially in the military, you know, as you were saying about rank and going, I can't say that because, you know, my superior is going to stomp on me even more, but I see right through everything. You'd just be like, mm-hmm. ah, there's a little box that you're being put in, isn't it? Yeah, but completely worth it. Like, yeah, there's some struggles, but so many opportunities for personal growth, learn so many things. Um, humility, patience, even if you already have them, just having those expanded upon. It's a process that might hurt. You might be angry, but it's so worth it. I love that. And I've seen your chart. You've got a completely open G center like me. And I'm, I'm so inspired because here's, here's you, I mean, and you're your own person, but just looking mm-hmm. at it from that, you know, you've, you, you kind of know this, you know who you are and, and I'm getting that sense because you've just like grabbed it and gone, okay, this is my, and, and here's me waiting through my life to go, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, like, it, it, and even then, like, it's a struggle because sometimes you stop listening to yourself for a while and you listen to everyone else and it's like I am weird why why am I doing this and, and you just got to come back to your office like yes you are weird now, now say in the, now say you're weird in other context because you know you're weird but it's it, it just being comfortable with that and just being like I know you don't understand why I'm doing this but I'm doing this for a reason you can trust me you cannot trust me, but it is what uh. it is I love, I love that. That is so good. So have you had throughout your life, like um, a spiritual practice or being spiritually minded, or you've just been very, yeah. Would you like to talk on that? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, growing up, like I said, my mother was a huge presence in life. Um going to talk about this a little bit later, but uh, my mother is a projector. Uh, so she has the defined crown, Anja, and she also had a fine root. Um, so, but she is based Christian, uh, like, like, uh, like very Christian, very conservative in those ways. But the thing that I absolutely 
have loved about my mother is that she leans more so on a spiritual side and on principle sides of uh, Christianity. So while yes, she does want everything to be conservative, but she also has this great rhetoric and great understanding of spiritual matters that like it's still that I can still communicate with her effectively and in a healthy way. Um, so it's like to that, like I still and, and, and like because of that and because of her, I still express myself and say like, yes, I'm a Christian. I practice Christianity. That's my primary thing. But I'm just open to and I understand under other practices and why other people operate the way that they do. Um, so like Christianity is kind of like the big umbrella that's always been like uh, there and present throughout my life uh, because of different projects I've gotten into and just out of sheer curiosity, I've definitely studied studied uh different religions um and, and even through like martial arts because martial arts lends lends itself easily to things within hinduism and uh, yeah. uh buddhism uh but i'm more so at a point where i say that yes i am a christian but i focus more so on the spiritual health and being healthy and how in myself and how I communicate with people. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. But just to say it in a general sense, I'm not a big fan of heavy-handed religious practices because I feel like that demand of behavior instills anxieties in people that at an age or at a space where they don't know how to process who they are in in the light of that pressure yeah you see right through it that's that's the the god-given gift and i know i say that a lot but it is it's just as simple as that it's just like we see through the bullshit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful um i can really relate to that as well um christianity growing up myself um Mm -hmm. my mother's also uh my adopted mother's also a projector um, and defined defined hen. So let, that leads us into that of when you found this out about you finding looking at your whole family. Did you stalk everyone's charts and what have we got? What's your dynamic? Uh, as much as I could, I wasn't able to get everyone's information. Um, because uh, unfortunately, um, I lost my brother a few years back. Um, I know his birthday is, but I just don't know his time of birth and. I got to get that information, have deeper conversation with my mother to uh, to uh, to sort all that out. Um, as I said, my mother, she's a projector. My father, I don't know what his chart is. Um, from his behaviors, I really want to say that he is like either a generator because he does not stop. He is always doing something. Um, it's like he he really is just that person. He'll randomly just get up and just start doing stuff, and like you wake up in the middle of the night. um yeah so as far as my family uh all I know all I know is that my mother's a projector and that's been helpful and meaning a better understanding of how I can communicate with her and what her strengths of strengths and advantages are yeah right yeah and um a self-projected projector or is she a mental projector do you know that the you're gonna have a look now Yes. Um, and that's, it's quite interesting that, you know, you've, you've, you've had that because there's only a third of us that have that defined, not us, them. <laughs> we don't know what, 
what's that? A third of them <laughs> um, that have that defined head center. And mm-hmm. I've often noticed in in my life when I'm around people that have a defined head because I have a completely open head center. Actually, I think you do too. Um, and you can you can feel it. It's like all of a sudden all of these thoughts become a little bit clearer to hear. Have you? Yes. I guess being raised in that environment, it might be why your 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 mind can can be a bit more structured. I'm only alluding stuff here, and but it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, like the like uh, to that effect, the thing that happened for me, like again, I grew up in martial arts, and and like my brother was always bringing home literature, so uh, I didn't I didn't read his most popular book, but uh, one of the books at my home was uh, Paulo. I can also butcher his last name, but Paul Shialo, the same guy who wrote the Alchemist. Yeah. Um, he has another called The Warrior of the Light. Um, like reading that and then putting that in context with other uh. Or, or, or with other literature like sorry, I thought I heard something um but putting that in context with other literatures like uh the art of war on the 48 laws of power um and there were other oh, or even a uh, Bruce Lee's journal um because he has his own philosophy of how he goes about things um my multi Musashi's uh the book of five rings all of those just talked about energy and structure and how it relates to the elements and how things dynamically build upon each other and how and like and if you're struggling with this that's probably because you're weak in this area and that just always gave me a a a structure on like how I can organize myself and how I can keep building myself so my brother played a huge role in helping me stay grounded mentally yeah yeah it'd be fascinating to um to try and like you know research into his chart a lot of us have done this before we don't know we know when they're born the day they were born and we've sat there and gone like every 30 minutes and just tried to piece it together (laughs) there's a way of finding it out and you kind of get a vibe for it and you're like oh that'd explain that profile or that type you know Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have that conversation with my mother because, like, thinking about how huge of an influence was, mm. it would be cool to know, like, what I was getting from specifically. Yes. Yeah, and you said that there was that grounding aspect, so it'd be very interesting if, well, your mum also had that defined route. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I just, I love kind of, like, throwing caution to the wind and just journeying through and going, this is my experience. And a lot of us, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about how our condition, we've been conditioned in a generator kind of world and go, 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 do, do, do what you were saying, you know, with your father, he can't stop. But sometimes that conditioning could, it can also be beneficial because it Mm -hmm. sounds to me like your mum was able to condition you really well. And especially you've been, able to sort of use your body and drop into your body from a very early age with with martial arts and I just find that really inspiring for parents as well to go look this is a really good tool to use with children especially reflectors absolutely absolutely there's so much you can get on martial arts once you're under like even like even if the parent personally into it and they can really talk about like the ins and outs uh because a weird thing i like with people is if i'm going to coach someone or it's like you know what i know that you're just struggling with conversations with people and there's certain things that you do now and also been paying attention to the way you walk and move and uh, do your workouts you're doing the same thing physically that you do in conversation so it's like i would teach some basic movements in a fight and they make the same mistakes physically that they do conversation 
And it's just like a very interesting thing. That's that you just got, my mind's just gone boof. Then what you just <laughs> said about watching somebody move physically generally will mimic how they move like in the, in their mind. Well, that's what I heard in, you know, in their mind or in their mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. Okay, uh, cause like a, <laughs> cause, uh, the last time I did this with somebody is just like, he is a guy who it doesn't matter what room he is and what environment he is. He is just going to say the most abrasive thing that naturally comes to his mind. But like, it, it's just it's just such a disruptive thought. It's like, Time and place, guy. Come on, what's going on? Um, and I was showing something called the single sonwale, uh, which is a, a technique from a stake fighter, Filipino stake fighting screamer. Uh, where it's just basically a simple wave motions. Like maybe you're just doing this with your hands, there's a block and there's a strike associated with it. But there's also footwork is uh, protective and also energizes a strike. And what I know with that he would do with his footwork is he has very flexible, he is very flexible from like the now. So like, if you're supposed to turn your foot this way, he would hyper do it. And, 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 and like when I called that out to him, he says like, yeah, I've always been super flexible. So like uh, with this, so I think that while most people need to do it perfectly this way, I don't think that applies to me because I have that more flexibility, which again was that like him applying something like, yes, you have that flexibility and that capacity, but you're overextending and putting yourself in a, in a place of weakness. And, and like, you constantly do that socially. So like once I called that out to him and then I related that to that and he was like, wow, that makes so much sense. And I'm leaving myself vulnerable like this. And he could just feel that, wow, my side is vulnerable. That's, maybe that's why people look at me so odd. And like, like just so you have that, uh, I have that self-realization moment. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. Um, when you were saying that, it just, it just came to me as well. You know, we, we speak a lot in the reflective community about, you know, a lot of people when they find this out and having completely white centers, you know, completely open, completely open, but open centers, undefined, I should say, let me use the correct terminology. Um, They feel like it's a weakness. Um, And we've had discussions about those that have definition and we kind of look to them or some have looked towards um, types that have a lot of definition and feel, oh, I want that. But just what you were saying then about having the fluidity to kind of like breathe in and out, to flow through it, whereas mm-hmm. the defined types can get a little bit caught and rigid in their ways. Yeah. So when you were just talking then, it kind of reminded me of that to just go, you know, we are the dancing dragons, you know, that being yeah. able to kind of like allow that. And the more we try to be rigid like the other types, we can't flow, you know, we become yes. like, oh. Yes, yes. They're just kind of like, wow, I'm using this hammer to beat this nail, but like, it's just not working. Is this the, oh, this isn't a nail. Why am I still <laughs> using a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So yeah, where that, are you sitting now? Oh, sorry, keep going. Um, Like, I would, like, I would, yeah, I, I was just going to say that's something that's something that sometimes I let the conditioning that's around me overtake me subconsciously and I'll be in that mode or or even something that'll happen at work. Hey, there's LPs in this process for everything. There's a certain way that things need to be done. So you can know that you're going to do is about to break, but you're still required to do it. And like it, it, it I, 
Uh, blah, 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 excuse me. I'm just saying that I've observed both internally and externally of myself of like, wow, I'm in a system that's forcing me to do something in a way that doesn't work, even though this is a simple fix. Uh, and I've also been uh, subconsciously, I guess, conditioned uh, to like where I'm doing it. And I'm not realizing that I'm making this mistake. I have to come back to myself and really analyze the moment and be like, there you go. <laughs> I want to um, talking about analyzing the moment. So mm -hmm. that one three, have you have you dabbled in? Obviously, you've dabbled in your profile. Mm -hmm. uh, have you kind of explored how that sits in the twelve types of the twelve profiles? Um, <clears throat> you mean the significance of being a one three versus being anything else? Like what is yeah. you contribute to the whole? Yeah. Um, Looking at it, okay, so looking at it specifically from the one three, I've looked at it from the perspective of like, wow, it is my job to develop experience, to be a holder, like to be to be a researcher and holder of, of as much information as my life and as the moment will allow me. So I feel like my contribution is knowledge and is wisdom, is experience. Um, I, I've looked at I've looked at a couple other types because, like, again, my, my big passion has been how do I relate to people and understanding understanding the profiles that I communicate with the best, and then meeting people that have those profiles and seeing where we clash uh, or where we have synergies. Um, I real i have realized that there are just certain profiles and certain personalities that i just not fathom i understand logically how you function but i just can't mentally get there to the place of like how are you doing that like that, that, that that's the place i keep uh coming to because when i look at hermits and it's like yeah i can understand being away from everyone for a period of time and then needing, needing to come back. But it's like, that changes so rapidly for me. I have a week, don't like, don't contact me, don't bug me, I'm not hanging out with anybody, none of that, focusing on my own stuff. And then I'll have a month, like, I need to be out around people. I need to be doing something. I need uh, I need to body double. Um, Like, I, I, I need some form of social contact. So it's like the people who consistently be in those spaces, that, that, that that's just something I, I cannot fathom. It's like, I appreciate what you can, contribute and what that does for you and I can respect that but it's like man <laughs> <laughs> I think the two the two four and I've sort of said this before and I mean this lovingly so anybody listening to this please don't please don't take any disrespect um the two four always reminds me of one of those idle judges where they're they they is that they turn the chair or is that the voice that's right I always get this wrong you know there's this show called the voice Mm -hmm. and people sing or dance or do something I think it's singing yeah. and they've got their back to them and if they like what you've got to say they'll turn their chair mm -hmm. that's a two four to me I always just because my my partners are two four and I just know that there's this if, if you interrupt him before <laughs> he's ready he's he just <laughs> gives you gives you the side glare yeah um and you just go out of here but at the same time that four the four line is is really about that network and and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So they're they're quite a quandary that the two four. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so interesting to think about. It to be I um, I need yeah. the connection, but I need to judge you aggressively first. But <laughs> yes, and and don't call me out until I'm ready. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm quite happy to be here, but at the same time, unconsciously, I need to be called out. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be like so a screaming child. You got to drag them out and go. You need to. You need to socialize right. a little bit. Come on, off you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that kind of speaks to something I struggle with when I'm dealing with people sometimes because, like, I'll be dealing with like a heretic or just someone has like someone like someone who has it in their design where they need to be that um that explosion that like that big aggressive thing and, and that's them being themselves in a way that they need to be and it's like i'll be receiving into that and i'll just be like maybe you should chill out do you need to do you hmm uh it's just kind of like getting out of the direction of how i feel about that and then just trying to be real with myself it's like does that need that I need that to happen? Am I off? Am I that far off? Like, <laughs> and, and just keep myself, uh, the, like, those are always things. Cause like, I feel like the reaction hits me so hard in my body that like, I have to really take my time and step away and be like, I don't know if I'm in the wrong there or like, I don't know if I'm operating correctly there or I'm contributing to the problem, but I just can't tell. So I'm just going to step away. <laughs> It's really interesting you say that because that is that is that is how it feels to be a reflector. What you just said, it hits me in my body, mm-hmm. and and often what happens is is we, we're meeting there. There, this is where the reflector happens, where we can't just deflect and go, oh, well, that's always always them, and it's never us. But a mm-hmm. lot of the time it is, and that's what you just said. Then is a natural thing where you'll step back because mm-hmm. that's some of the advice that that we like to give people it's just like if you're in an environment and you're feeling like oh this is someone's coming at me really strong just actually stepping back and stepping away from them a little bit if you can you can kind of feel you again and go oh that's actually them yeah um and this is the this is the juggle of being a reflector is that having that going oh shit what have I done now or crap Mm. was that me and we we, Mm. we second guess ourselves Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like that grip of anxiety just kind of hits you and it's like, hold on, I'm making this of me, I'm making this about me, anxiety, fear, different insecurities, and, and also don't let me do whatever magic phrases are, and you're just sitting there like gripping the size of your chair internally, it's like, okay. Hold, <laughs> hold on to- here, it'll pass, right. it'll pass. <laughs> we, we, right. We're just going up into orbit, it'll pass, and we'll be free, <laughs> free floating again soon. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that. And sometimes um, we, well, I know myself, it will be like, instead of taking things personally now, it's hard, but most of the time I just go, okay, I know that's not me. Um, I wonder how that person must be feeling today. Clearly they're feeling very agitated. They're feeling very angry. They're feeling very anxious. Right, right. Um, And I kind of just am able to just, you know, shake, literally shake it off. But mm-hmm. yeah, you might love what you said. Then sometimes you just got to grip the chair for dear life and go, "Hold the fuck on!" Right? <laughs> oh, it's like, why is this person like this? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's a journey. So, where are you at? I suppose in your journey now, like you've, you know, you, um, you're experiment. Are you actively experimenting, or are you just curious? Where are you at um, at the moment? I have trouble saying actively experimenting, not uh, like because I don't agree with it, just because like I feel like I'm doing it constantly, but like I do in a such a way it feels bad. Um, so I guess it's straight and be yes, I do feel like I'm actively experimenting. Um, and 
as I'm paying attention to things and paying attention to myself uh, and how I interact with people, I feel like I identified. I'm also at a point where it's like, I want to cultivate my community. I want the right people around me and I'm tired of people seeing me act in a certain way and assuming that like, oh, he's out of it, he's this, he's that, and not coming to me and seeing where I'm at, making the assumption when they approach instead of coming to me with questions when they approach. Oh, mate, uh, you are speaking to the choir. You've just worded that. I've just got to make a note. You've just worded that like brilliantly. I'm sorry, but that's that's gold. Keep going. Sorry for interrupting. I just had to. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Um, and thank you. But like, I really am at that point where it's like, I want to get to whatever that place is in my life where I find those people and also trying to search in my current immediate community to see it's like, okay, who, by the way, um, I am in the transitionary period for this entire year. Uh, reason being, this is the year that I'm doing all the work to exit the military and go back to the civilian side. So I'm getting my education right. Uh, I'm getting all my medical stuff uh, uh, like properly documented with the military. Um, like there are certain um, pushes and pulls with the military uh, that like it is naturally there because like as you're exiting, you're still in sort of still expectations of you. But at the same time, the military has an obligation to allow you to do the certain processes. But it's like, you know, it's those little moments that's like, wait, but we need you here. Uh, okay, go do your thing. Uh, um. So it's like, I feel this general need to take stock of everything around me and make sure that I'm honing in. By the way, I'm a last minute person. Um, when, and, and this year is last minute for me. So that's a part of why I feel this uh, pressure to get things done and to get things handled and to get myself where I need to be to have a successful swimming career. Um, Do you enjoy and, that last minute stuff? Do you enjoy having like doing things last minute? If I am intentional about it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cause, because, because again, I've identified this about me. So I know that like, if I'm doing school work, right, uh, like now I know I have a bunch of homework that I need to take care of. Uh, it's a lot. I have a plan and I know how to attack it. I've read the things I need to read. Uh, to read. I've been internally processing that and coming up with my answers. Uh, so if I'm prepared for it, it's great. If it just hits me out of nowhere and it's like, Oh, okay, do I have the skills for this? Who do I need to uh, call for help? Um, do I even need help? Uh, th th those are anxiety moments that, that like I don't like. And I I'm at a point in life where it's like, I know that these things can be prepared for. It's just either somebody failed in preparation or failed in communication to let me know, or I just wasn't paying attention. I was being negligent. So in a prepared sense, yes, love last minute stuff. I am an all-star. You like when it comes down to when it comes down to last minute stuff and it has something to do with me, be happy. I got you. It's gonna go great. Um, but is it just fine? Yeah, I've just the reason I ask is I'm really curious because most of my life, you know, we're taught to be really prepared and organized, and mm -hmm. my whole life I'm a last minute kind of girl, and um, and you know the more you hear about you know ADHD and things like that, and I guess a mm -hmm. lot of reflectors always go. Oh got a little bit of that but right. it's it's the dopamine it's literally like I can leave everything to the last minute and suddenly 
it's like I have to build the energy. The energy's got to build, 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 mm-hmm. build, build, and then I can do it. But if I action something too soon, it's like I don't have enough energy to see me through to completion. Right. It's fascinating. So I've been really looking at this within myself over the last year mm-hmm. of watching and going, you know what you know. So I love that you were saying that. And you know what you know, you're good. You, you know, you got a first line there as well. <laughs> it's like it's my right. saving grace. Um <laughs> And it just kind of like carries the energy carries me through. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sorry. I just had to um, speak fine, on that. Fine. Yeah. But this transitionary that so year that you're going through. So keep talking on that. Cause that's, cause you're coming into your first Saturn return as well, or you're in the process of that. So it's very, going to mm-hmm. be a very interesting year for you. Yeah. Um, and, and there's definitely some struggles I do see myself that have made themselves very apparent to me that could affect block of time that have available, uh, that, that will make a large block of time of what I, ugh, how do I phrase that? There are obstacles that I do see that could take a large block of time away from me and uh, uh, like away from me. So I'm figuring out now how I need to navigate those and how I need to move things around. Um, so that that's kind of where like the fighter in me kind of kicks up. Uh, um, but It's just like the great unfolding is what I'm seeing. It's like some people are naturally getting further away from me. Some people are moving closer to me. Um, some of them are people that I thought would. Some of them are people I didn't expect. And I'm excited, so excited about the big opportunities that like are right in front of me. Because uh, as I said earlier in our uh, conversation, um, before I joined the military, I didn't have consistency in a career path. So I wasn't able to break over a certain threshold financially, but like that I have these credentials behind me and human resources, and I can translate those uh, to the civilian side. The upside is so great. And I am so excited to have that greater F, that greater space of uh, freedom that, that I'll be able to projects. Um, so I, I'm just excited. Yeah, there's going to be some struggles. Yeah, I need to be uh, like on top of things, but it's going to be worth it. I'm just excited. I'm very excited for you too. And you, you know, just saying there before that, you know, some people are moving towards you, some people are moving away from you. Mm-hmm. Going back earlier, and when you're talking about, you know, I'm at that point where I want to find my community, they're already finding you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sometimes yeah. it's as easy as that, that we get caught in this whole, we've got to find our community, but it was mm-hmm. never supposed to be like that for us. And that's very difficult because we're like, ah. <laughs> but when we naturally watch the unfolding, mm-hmm. they come to us. They do. Yeah. When we're living in our, I believe this, when we are living in alignment and we're doing oh, things and we're, we're in alignment, yes, we're navigating mm-hmm. what's in our greatest good, they come to us. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and you know something that, that, that that's a scary experience that's in certain moments it can be scary but like something that like does cause a little bit of anxiety um for me especially as a reflector because I see so many things and I see people that want to be around me uh like like before I found uh human design I was having issues with consistency and trying to find and trying to establish these pat- patterns in myself um what I've come to notice is I've always had anxieties with initiating actions initiating interactions being that driving force for it because I find that when I do that people look at me as a go-to guy to do that so when I stop doing it it goes away so it's kind of like I need to 
uh well that's segueing um but the thing that i find is when i'm interacting with someone that needs some form of a correction and i know that they're an abrasive person like stepping into that space internally where it's like okay this is a person who wants to be around me is fighting to be around me but they keep doing all of these vile things to get my attention because i'm not reacting the way that they want and it's like okay i need to be a little bit more aggressive a little bit more uh conversationally hands-on with this and be like look hey i don't do that i need you to stop doing this this I just don't like when you leave me alone. I mean, leave me alone. Give me a couple of days. I'll be back. And just being that aggressive person is free for me because I always have to ask a question of like, okay, once I start down that F, that's bringing it into the real, bringing that energy in the world. That's going to shake up this entire dynamic. And, and it's the question of, is this someone that is always going to be an altercation for me? Do I have to actually kick this person out aggressively? Um, and I feel like the thing I struggle with, especially with being a reflector, is recognizing when something needs a high amount of energy to push it to where it needs to be. And that energy needs to come to me yeah and what you were just saying there before really just sounds like boundaries um yeah. and i know that's a you know cliche kind of word but it is and and us understanding still that a necessary and, yeah we you know it's it's spoken about that we need to be in good environments you know and people go oh, what mm. does that mean but it's literally good environments means what works for you in this now moment and people coming at you like that it's like there's there's a line it's like absolutely not and you walk away um i know it's easier said than done but yeah we need to we as reflectors i think need to develop very very strong boundaries because people will take and take and we if we're not if we're not aware of it we will let them we'll let them walk all over us and absolutely that's the people in general i know but this is yeah, a yeah. podcast so we're gonna <laughs> I always sort of say that but yeah. it is um it's very true. We can't, we can't be available for everybody mm-hmm. because not everybody's going to be available for us and some personalities, even what you're talking about before, some, you just, some, some energies just go, yeah. you know, they're not ready yeah. for the truth telling you're going to give them. They're not ready for who <laughs> you are. So it's like, until they're ready, walk away because yeah. they're, they're impacting your environment and who you are and they're messing with your G, you know, it's like, mm. off say that in my <laughs> yeah, Australian I swear a lot I apologize <laughs> actually I, I don't no apologize worries. I just swear um <laughs> no worries at all but yeah it, it's just like it, it's just it's just there excuse me it's just as you said it's definitely one, one of those things you just need to establish strong boundaries and it's just always interesting you get certain people it's like oh you really don't want to leave me alone I have to kick you out aggressively and it's like you feel bad for, bad for just A very turbulent time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it like that. I think that um, another word for that is narcissists. They often say that narcissists, not to lay labels too broadly here, but are very attracted oh, okay. to reflectors. Yes. Um, so 
it's interesting that you say that because my experience with people who have like tendencies like that or directly that is that like they can't peel the onion that is me uh because it's like all right got through this layer okay there's a layer wait that that layer just come back but it's just like this whole confusion of like how do you deal with this like with this person because like I'm a reflector everything's open everything shifts and moves in certain timings so it's just always interesting how people try to manipulate but when you see it and you can react but you're not reacting to it directly so they're always like does this person know that they're doing this is it like because because they're not being addressed directly, they like what is this smoke screen that I'm dealing with? Why can I not get to this person? They just seem so far away, but they're right here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just all it, just those types of personalities are very interesting to deal with. And more often than not, I find that like once they realize that unless they drop their guard, which thing they're terrified to do, they can't communicate with me. Then they reposition themselves. Yeah, yeah, yes. I love that. It's given me some insight into some people that I deal with as well. And I love mm-hmm. the visual because I'm a very visual person. And I can really see that. So I'm going to go forward in life now when this happens again. And I'm going to think, oh, Jerry was talking about that fog and that smoke screen. And I'm like, that's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah they just, <laughs> no problem. They just can't figure out how to get to you. And they're, and they're just so used to being able to get to people. And it's yeah. like, nah, that's not what I'm here for. But you keep struggling. You're going to figure it out soon enough. See that, um, just speaking of that, that that smoke screen, let's use that analogy here, that smoke mm-hmm. screen can also work the other way where we are often perceived as it being invisible. Have you experienced that in your life? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, for me, uh, the invisibility comes from when I'm dealing with someone. I am so adept at adapting to their personality that they think I have so much in common with them and they invite certain things. And it's like, no, that's not something that I as a person am, am into. But And they meet that confusion of, oh, well, we got along so well. I thought you were into this, into that, and, and, and into this. And, and it's like when they finally get that wake-up call, no, that's not the case. They put you in this box of, I actually have no idea like who you are. And dealing with that end of the invisibility issue is something that I struggle with. So it's something that I don't like because like, how can I present myself to a person in such a way that like they get a more of a bird view of me to take me in so that I don't have to be invisible. But what I find is just like the only solution to the being invisible issue is can, is spending time with those people consistently and being in different environments with that person so that they can see you behave differently. Otherwise, they're always going to see you as like, oh, this is a super conservative guy who doesn't curse and doesn't talk like this to certain people and never breaks the rules. They see me in another environment. Who is he? 
<laughs> who are you you got a twin right like it, it, it like it's always something goofy or, or it's like or, or it's like giving me the whole identity crisis of like you know what i feel like you're struggling a lot with who you are because you know because you don't typically act like this so i think maybe you need some help or maybe this and that it's like no you just don't see me yet and what you do see you're not willing to accept as a part of me so like that's kind of like my spiel on the invisibility thing but like yeah I do experience that a lot. And I am very aware when that person doesn't see me for the breath of what I'm capable of. And it's like, all right, you're trying to, you're trying to pigeonhole me. You're trying to build interactions based on identity that you have for me, but that's not who I am. So you can't introduce me to the right people if you don't see me yet. Yeah. So, that's so powerful. That is so powerful. And even what you're saying there before, I can see that. And you've just, again, given me, another idea about a lot of the invisibility that I talk to people about, you know, you're sitting in a boardroom, we'll just use that. You're sitting in a boardroom and everybody's, you know, mm -hmm. giving their spiel. And there's often times where people will just completely go bypass you. They literally mm -hmm. don't see you. And just talking to you then, it was just like, oh my gosh. So that could be that this person this reflector in this room is literally matching their energy to possibly mm -hmm. the facilitator so the facilitator is only like i don't know i need to i need to think on this some more but i'm like i think there's something in that of going you know matching the frequency matching them because you're in that you're taking on that energy so there's not that they don't see you it's just that they don't see you because they're seeing themselves yeah, so they can't see you as a problem or as yep. an issue because you're matching them and they don't see themselves as an issue. They see themselves as a solution. So I'm a solution, you're a solution. Don't talk to you. Let's focus on this guy. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. So like, um, and again, because of the military, because uh, I constantly have to uh, establish relationships with people so they understand that like I am of quality. I'm not just this person. I'm this person as well. Uh, like sometimes what I do with people is if I see that they're coming into a room or that they're about to be in an environment that I'm in, that there's someone else that I know has access to another part of my personality, um, I will be a little bit more, uh, what's the word, like louder or a little bit more focused on this person if they do come into the, uh, the person that needs to know me, know me better. Uh, is engaged in my presence and I know that they're paying attention to me. It's like I'll engage with someone else that has access to another side of my personality, but like I'll kind of bridge it with what they know and then smooth out the little areas with what they don't know. Well, with, that's well, so clever. Where are your arrows pointing? <laughs> <laughs> that is so strategic. Where are your arrows pointing? What can I see? <laughs> oh, that is so clever. That is so clever. <laughs> but like I don't even view that as like a hard strategic thing I just view that as a flow yeah yes so it's just kind of like well well if I if I were to give it like, like a visual it's like okay I'm fighting two people I see that you see me as a boxer and now and, and, and you're only trying to kick me and I I can deal with kicks but I don't like dealing with kicks so I want you to so I want you to see kicks as not a solution to deal with me anymore because I need you to see more more of me and I'm kind of like all right I'm gonna flow you 
over this way because you keep uh, because uh, because you keep approaching me and and, and like I'm gonna pull this person in and I'm gonna deal with them specifically with kids. So, so so you see that kids are not a solution. I have a like I have a well trained guard attack when when it comes down to kicks. So 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 now you're less inclined to kick me. So amazing. Yeah. See, when you said that, I, I took it as like that strategic, but now you're explaining it. I'm like, that is flowing. Yeah. Like it's, it's, literally, it, it's just the dance. It's just the flow. It's just the just dance. Knowing, yeah. yeah. It, it's just knowing how to uh, pull and push people. Um, not in the manipulation type of way, but like for their own good so that they yeah. can see what they need to see and be aware. Um, but also protecting us so we can be seen and heard and felt and appreciated. You yes. know, the, the flow allowing it to yes. come through oh mm -hmm. i love that <gasps> that's oh. i love you jeremy you've just given me so much you've just coached me given me so much i'm so happy i'm so happy <laughs> if it helps <laughs> it oh. does help i'm so excited to see where this all takes you as you mm -hmm. you know have your transitory year and mm -hmm. um just before we sort of start to wrap this up, mm. is there anything that you would like to share on somebody finding human design? Like, is there something that you wish that that you had access to when you first discovered this to make it a little bit easier for anybody um, listening out there? As far as understanding human design, I would say... Study your incarnation cross first. About to say, speaking from someone who has the incarnation cross of tension. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the incarnation cross will give you a lot of insight on the big parts of how you operate and finding ways to where you relate and where you leverage and where you don't leverage and where you have the capacity to leverage that is going to be pivotal because uh, throughout this whole conversation i've been talking about fighter 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 it just so happens i was raised as one but i didn't know i had the interactions of it uh because what is it my earth i pull my truck back up in 38 yes uh my design earth is that of a fighter i am all about understanding where i need to position and having the fortitude and that energy that i need to hold that ground and that has helped me phenomenally in so many ways and understanding what it gives me access to is mind-blowing i can't imagine being anything else other than what i am because that is such a power powerful tool for me incredible i don't know what i'd do without it no that's who you are the beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful perfect you thank you so much and also again thank you so much for like the call and having for creating this space thank you so much for creating this space i love so much listening to different people's journey and how they've used their strengths and how they've navigated their weaknesses and what their strengths and weaknesses done to them and it's just so helpful and gives me different spaces of its on and enlighten me and enlighten me and enlightens me in different aspects of who I am and who other people are. You are more than welcome. And I'm so glad to hear that. It's what it's all about. We don't all need to profess to know everything. We just got to share and talk about our story and it's helpful. It's healing. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And thank, again, thank you so much. If people want to connect with you, are they able to connect with you, Jeremy, at all? I'm not a big picture taker, but I am on Instagram and I do uh, leverage my Instagram. So if there's something about this that you uh, heard here and you want to have a conversation with me or just reach out to me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at JLHarris. That's J-A-Y-L-H-A-R-R-I-S. All one word, no spaces. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just reach out to me on Instagram and we can have that conversation if, it, if it's something grabby. Yeah, this has been so Indeed. good and I thank you so very much and I can't wait to catch up with you again soon.